Welcome to the Living Faith Fellowship Conference podcast. The Living Faith Fellowship is a peer network of like-minded churches united under a single biblical authority and one common mission. You're about to hear a message from one of the many conferences hosted by the Living Faith Fellowship every year. We pray it's a blessing. All right, we're good. Thank you. Uh, let us pray and we'll get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity that we get to uh, look into your word and uh, share um, some of the experience that you have um, taught us through uh, leading uh, FOI ministry. I pray that today uh, that you use me, use us um, to be edifying to uh, for each other and that our conversation and our speech uh, will be glorifying to you. God, we thank you. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let me see. So, Okay, my name is Mankit. Um, I think most of you know me. Um, so I've been in FOI for like since the beginning in 2015 when I first got here. So it's been seven years. Now I'm part of the launch team to Vietnam. Uh, we, are, we have transitioned out of um, FOI ministry and gave it to Miles to lead. Um, so we are in, under the new um, leadership. So uh, now we're coming back to share what God has taught us. And um, the cool part is what God has taught us using FOI and how to launch using the, what God has taught us and launch in Vietnam. Because those are uh, some very, very, very valuable uh, lesson that we have learned and apply, able to apply to Vietnam. So um, today I hope that, that uh, what we're going to talk about is going to be, you know, teach or share how to start a FOI ministry, uh, international ministry, or really just really uh, any ministry that you can think of. So first of all, we're going to have testimony and uh, my beloved wife and beautiful wife going to share uh, her testimony and uh, what she have learned um, in FOI. Hi everyone, um, my name is Phone and I am Mankit's wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am also an international student myself. Uh, I came to the US uh, 10 years ago. Um, before I got here, I grew up in a Buddhist family and I, I never heard the gospel before in my life, entire life. Uh, I, I knew God only through fragments of truth and um, from movies or from my Catholic friends. Um, but looking back, uh, God always pursued me. I remember on the way to school, across the river, there was a cross lit up in the sky. And I always ask um, or pray within myself. I was like, which one is the true God? And if he's true, uh, please show yourself to me because I want to know. So since then, I believe that God started working in the background to bring me uh, to know him. So at 17 years old, I came to America. Um, I was picked up by FOI people and um, and they took me to events like conversational English and cultural exchange. Um, quite frankly, the first event that I went to was uh, a prayer night. So um I just immediately fell in love with the genuine prayers 
And I just fell in love with prayers because uh, I never heard a sincere prayers before. For uh, in Buddhism, people don't pray because um, out of desperation, they pray out of um, superstition. They pray out of selfish uh, ambitions or motives or even um, just out of fears, you know. But something about prayers that really uh, touched my heart back then. So God knows who's seeking for him because I was seeking for something true. Long story short, um, somehow I kept coming back for prayers and Bible study. So people from FOI had all these net fishing but they're not shy away from inviting uh, me to spiritual things. So that's that's where um, God really uh, saw my heart and, and really work on, working on my heart because I saw my spiritual need and a, a spiritual void need to be filled or dealt with. So each person in FOI actually plays um, different roles in my, uh, in my life. So they were welcoming or they were taking me to grocery store. They became friends. So just like genuine friends. Um, I looked back at every one of them I was thankful for. Um, uh, so after months of attending, so it's, it's, a, it's a slow cook, cooking process for me. After months of hearing the gospel, finally it became real in my life when I saw my sins. And that's when I finally surrender my life to the Lord in my personal time on my bed <laughs> without letting anybody know. But I couldn't hold the joy. So after two days, I had to tell somebody. <laughs> so um, so then since then, I continue staying in FOI ministry and I um, minister to international students. In one of the mission focus year, God directed me to focus on ministering to Vietnamese um, and answering the call to Vietnam with our pastor, uh, Pastor Andrew, and my husband, uh, make it. So, um, how to minister to international students? Uh, there are many things I learned. Some worked and some didn't. And uh, years ago, or previous mission focus, I shared some very practical tips. But I think the Lord really um, showed me something recently. And uh, I just want to share that experience with you. Um, I think I learned to trust God and pray. I know, like, it's, it's self-spiritually pray, duh, you know. But this time, it was real. <laughs> so when I trusted God, I stepped aside and let him do the work and watch him do it. Um, so I, uh, as a testimony, I met this girl. A Vietnamese students at uh, one of the events at the welcome party. When an open door was presented, I invited her to church right away, and she agreed. To my surprise, <laughs> but she kept coming, you know. And and that's when I knew, oh, maybe she is the the woman of peace. And um, meanwhile. I build, continue building relationship with her by showing her around the city, um, took, taking her to restaurants, building very genuine friendship, uh, teaching her how to drive, like practical things that she needs and becoming her friends. So I did everything I knew how, um, but she wasn't saved. Um, 
I shared the gospel multiple times. She didn't make the profession of faith. I realized that there was nothing I could do to save her. The only thing I knew how to do was praying. Be, uh, because now she became my friend, my real friend. So my prayer became more desperate because I, I sincerely want her to be saved. I don't want to see her forever in hell, you know, versus before I could be the laser focus, <laughs> focus on one person and the person doesn't seem interested. I move on, you know, but because of genuine relationship, I had a heart to pray. Um, every time she refused to make the decision, why I say that it is okay, <laughs> you can take time, but in my heart it was burning because I know the urgency. And one of the devil's lies is that the loss has time, but they actually don't. And sometimes I forgot to pray. Uh, in the middle of the night, God woke me up just to, brought, uh, to bring her name to my, my heart and my, my remembrance to pray. That's when I knew it was a serious matter in, in praying. Um, and then I knew many people had prayed for her as well. So I remember during a Kaya retreat, I opened the Bible. And for the first time, I actually felt that God um, opened her understanding. Um, because I can say and I can talk, but then something doesn't seem click. But at that time, she was able to hear and understood who Jesus was. And then I asked her, then why would you wait? What was your decision? Why wait? What hinder you? And then she gave me a list of reasons. And I told her why these reasons are not necessary to, to be saved. You know, the only thing you need to do is to have faith and receive that gift of grace by faith. Then after one prayer night, I shared the gospel to her again and asked her the same question. Why wait? She could not give me an answer, but still no decision. So driving home, God enlarged my heart so much that I weep over her soul. And um, it, was, it was just real heart from the Lord that I just didn't know before uh, in prayers. So I pray specifically, Lord, I pray that today is a day of salvation for her. I pray like that almost every time <laughs> God brings her to re my remembrance. And I anticipate it. Um, that he will answer based on his promise. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Lo and behold, on Christmas Eve service, a perfect opportunity to share gospel again. To my surprise, she then said that she had made an, a, a profession of faith on her own uh, at home on the day that she could not give me the answer, why wait? The same day that I pray, God, please let today be the day of salvation for her. So since then, I, I learned that prayer is more than anything else I could have done. And God is the only one who could save. And uh, prayer is the most trustworthy method that I could share. So I think true friendship is what um, drive Friends of Internationals. Um, forward and also the burdens for souls, right? That's why we we call friends of internationals. 
right? The goal or the, the main uh, focus is to make friends. And through the friendship, that we want to lead them to Christ uh, with the burden for souls. So um, um, today we're going to talk about uh, how do you get how do you get started uh, having presence, a presence um, on campus, um, because sometimes like you know for now like I'm out of school, like I'm I have a full time job, and many of us is full, out of out of school. Like how do we how do we get back or how how do we have a presence uh, on campus? So um, uh, he's, uh, here are some of the tips and some of the things that, that we, that Andrew did and uh, have passed on how to, you know, let's say in JCCC, because we started in UMKC, right? When one of campus, and then there's JCCC and MCC and other um, um, KU Med um, and other places. Um, these are the experience that we have learned um, how to do that. So first of all, we start with um, researching um, the college and uni university nearby. Um, if there's no, then I don't think that's what, you know, what what is the call is because there's no international students, right? Uh, or even no students. Um, the other th way to think about it is, um, is there immigrants? Is there immigrants? Because international is not just international students but there's a lot of refugees and immigrants is coming into the university every year. Um, and they're here, they're new to here. They have a similar background or needs uh, as international students. They're here, they're new, they left their family, um, they need friends. Um, and there are lots of things that they need um, in this world, uh, in, in the United States. So uh, one of the things that you can look into is the opendoor.org open doors, open door, open door, store door. Um, you can search each individual college, how many in, uh, international student is in there every single year, how many is new uh, enrollment, so that you know what is, where's the fish, right? You know, you don't want to just go into the pond knowing there's no fish, then you just keep on fishing. It's like, oh, there's no fish. I wonder why, because <laughs> there's no fish in there. So there's resource that you can look into. Where's the college? Where's the school? And where's the international students? And also for the uh, refugees, there's you can uh, many places, many city has uh, World Refugee Days events that you can look into. Um, that you can search where are they and where they're from. Um, the second way is start with someone who is already attending in there in the school. Uh, in 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 here we have the college uh, and young adult ministry that they're already in school, start with them. Like, got to get to know them. It's like, hey, is there any international students? Or it's like, it's like can we do it together to reach international students together? Uh, in the beginning of um, FOI and college young adults, we go hand in hand. There's no, like, it's like, there's no like two ministry. It's two ministry together reaching um, college students together with, FOI with a specific um, focus on international students. So um, look into that. And also, if they're attending there, they can start a club. Because as uh, you know, if I'm not attending there, I cannot start a club. But if there's someone in, in, in the church is already attending there, or even the faculty, they can start a club. Um, why starting a club? Because then you have legitimacy to talk to students. 
right? Because if you're strangers, you just walk on campus and then the police ask you, what are you doing here? Are you student here? Are you faculty here? Why are you talking to students? Why, why are you interacting? Um, then it, it, it bring up questions. But at the same time, if you have a, have a club, it's like, oh, I'm part of the club. We're having events, we are doing, um, we're playing chess, uh, chess, you know, board game or whatever, having lunch together. You have the legitimacy to do that. And also you have access to their community, uh, our communication channels, emails, right? Whatever channels that the, the school has, you can send out like mass email. It's like, hey, the, the event is coming up. You have access to like, I don't know how many students that you, you have, 500,000 at once instead of you trying to, hey, can I send you email one by one? But you can send out a thousand email at once to say, hey, there's an event, it's here, would you like to come? And also uh, you can have room, uh, room uh, reservation, right? It's like, you need a place, you need a place to meet. Um, it's a little bit weird that, you know, that as a student, student organization or whatever, that every time you invite someone, you go into someone else's house, right? We have done this for so many years, people love it. But at the same time, if you can just meet on campus, you have increased um, the, 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 the chance that people will come because, oh, I've been just studying on campus. I'll just come by and visit. Um, and also Bible study, right? If you wanna have a Bible study on campus, then you can be on campus doing that. And also um, you get a budget. You get the free money from campus to doing the kingdom work, right? That's awesome, right? Um, so those are the advantage in um, how you can get started. And also um, finding what God is already doing within the, within the ministry. Is there someone in the ministry, in, in the church is doing it already? Maybe partner with them uh, instead of starting a new uh, a brand new ministry, or at the same time, you know, um, asking, you know, learn from them. What what have you guys been doing and how can we partner or how can we um, start something else? Um, number four is um, get in touch with the ISAO, International Student Associate Organization. Organization. So these are the people who, um, who, enroll the international students because they were from other country. These are the people who help them to get enrollment, help them to go through, go through all the paperwork and get here, coordinate everything. And these are the people who have the first um, um, information that you need. Um, these are mostly faculty and a lot of student leaders. Um, I would say get coffee with them, you know, get coffee with them. Um, most of the campus have, they have their own office. You can just walk in and it's like, hey, you know, I have this idea. Um, can we get a coffee? I want to know what is the need of the students. How can we partner with the school to bring, you know, to help international students to have a better, you know, easier uh, student life? Because um, I'm so thankful that, that we have, you know, when I first come here, I have Taylor as my roommate and other people in the church to help me to get started. You know, just thinking about, um, you know, getting a bank account, right? Just thinking about um, how to fix a car, how to get a driver license, right? 
you know, it's kind of like a mystery to me. In Missouri, it's just kind of like so complicated to apply <laughs> to get a driver license, I feel like. Um, but if someone can just come in, it's like, hey, can I help you with this? Can I get a car? Um, help you to get a car, you know, so that I don't need to go to a dealership to pay the premium um, for, for a car. So they'll be just great. So those are some of the things um, that, uh, that we can ask um, the ISAO, um, well, how can, we, how can we help? What are the needs for international students? Um, for example, um, um, in, the, in UMKC, part of it is they don't have um, a lot of English events English practice events for international students. They just have a lot of students for general uh, events for general students. But then we see the needs of, hey, they need to practice English in a safe environment and friendly environment specifically for them. So then now at that time we have English, um, what is it, uh, conversational English and events for students to practice the English. So you you get to know them, get to know, uh, the faculties and also get to know the needs um, and then from there you get to know what is the student orientation look like uh, every semester beginning of the semester if they're new they have to attend student orientation um, for international student we just kind of the student will tell you what is the law what is the rules uh, in terms of living lives here um, everything that you need to know how to how to see if you're sick, how to get doctor, right? Because system in in the U.S. is different than other country, um, something like that, and also uh, an orientation that that show them, hey, you can have a campus life, right? Campus life is really big on a lot of college and uh, university. Um, they introduce clubs for them, so if we're a part of the clubs one of the club, right? And then we get to know how orientation looks like that we can get into every year. So that they comes in is like, oh, this is Friends of Internationals, a club for international students. I want to be there. So uh, you want to get to know that, um, how to do that. Um, any questions so far? Okay, um, next we're gonna talk about the, the circle of life. No, sorry, the circle of ministry uh, during a semester. Um, uh, because every semester there's a new, this new fish, right? Every semester there's new fish, there's new international student comes in. There's um, basically there's three semester, right? Majorly there's two, there's the, the spring, and then there's the fall semester. And then if you come in summer, you can take summer class, but majorly there's um, spring and the fall. Um, and then it repeats, it repeats because every semester there's new students and then there's new fish, there's new people, new souls to, uh, to minister to. So I'm, I will dive in a little bit more on each items. Uh, feel free to ask questions about them if you have more um, detail, uh, more uh, questions. So first of all, we have on the top left, we have the airport pickup. So how do they come in? They fly in. Um, is it out of the way? I don't think so. 
uh, except if you're from Canada. But I think you'll fly in if you come to Kansas City. Um, so they fly in. So the first thing is like, we pick them up. You pick them up. We pick them up. Um, you are the first American friends that they will ever make. First one, they will remember you forever. That's it. You pick them up, you get their phone number, you help them to settle down, you know, go to dorm, go to whatever they, um, they, they need. And then you can make friends immediately and say, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Do you want to get lunch tomorrow? Do you need a mattress? Do you need anything? I'm here to help. Uh, from there, they, you know, you have the first points of contact with them before the school start, right? Because they have to come in before the semester. I think it's two weeks before prior. So you have two weeks before the craziness of school starting, right? And then you can help them to get textbook, all the stuff. You are being their genuine friends and they will remember you forever. And from that friendship, you can speak into their lives. Hey, how is family doing? Do you miss family? If, how do you feel? Like you, have, you can have a deeper conversation as a friend because you have built that relationship there. Um, for uh, FOI right now in, in Kansas City and in Florida, we have set up um, kind of like a community service. It's like um, a program that we have set up on our websites that international students, they can sign up before they come in, right? That's how we get their contact, get their flight number, get how do we know? Because pre previously, uh, UMKC allowed us, give us information. It's like, hey, we there's a student need to be picked up. Can you pick them up? But uh, after a while, they think it's a liability problems. So uh, we lost that uh, for a while, but now we're able to use that to, to send it out. It's like, hey, there's a community service. This is a service, free service for international students. And then they sign up before they come in. And then we have even, you know, more opportunity to minister to them, you know, tell them, bef you know, what you need to pack, what you don't need to pack, um, stuff like that. Um, next is student orientation. Student orientation is a place that we kind of like, if there's a lot, because there's a lot of international students every, every semester. Anyone that we miss, we'll meet them there. We'll meet them at the orientation. It's like a really big event. Um, it's like a festival, that's how I would say, um, that we have like a, a little table that's set up. It's like, you know, we try to make it nice and official and legit, like legit club um, because um, sometimes you just kind of like, is this real? Is this, you know? And not sometimes it feels like, you know, some of the club is, this is so boring. I don't want to join. Um, but uh, as student orientation, we're able to invite them, you know, tell them who we are. We're here to make friends. We're here to be your friends uh, because we know that you need it. You need it. <laughs> because when I first come here, I didn't bring any of my friends. Um, over time, I lost touch with them because we don't have like weekly dinner anymore, you know. Uh, and then the time difference, you know, by the time I wake up, they're asleep already. Um, so like keeping in touch is a little bit harder. So new friends is needed. So we're there to be their friends and also invite them to the next event, the welcome party. Um, 
the welcome party, the purpose of welcome party is to welcome them. <laughs> but at the same time, it's just to to show them it's like, hey, this is this is this is friends. This is friends of internationals. Um, and we'll welcome you. We welcome you to be here. And from there is a net fishing environment. Um, if you know about fishing, there's the net fishing, there's the fly fishing, and then there's the barrel fishing. <laughs> the barrel fishing is if they're the church, they're just there. You just grab, and it's like, hey, do you know Jesus? That's that's the barrel fishing. But um, net fishing, because you have, you know, let's say 500 students, and your ministry probably have five or 10 people, is what? What is the ratio? 500 to 10, 1 to 50. So you're talking about a net fishing, and then hopefully there's couple of them will 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 catch that you can catch a couple of them to continue the friendship during the semester and continuously that's we jump into fly fishing right but the welcome party um we have food we have um games board games and like some of good group games um what is that thing gaga ball have you guys played that big game gaga ball it's like a it's like a chicken in the fence that you, you're kicking the ball around and try not to get hit. So that's what it feels like, you know, it's chicken in the fence and you try not, not to get hit by the ball. But interesters didn't love it because it's so simple. It's so simple. You don't need a lot of explanation. You don't need English. We're just going to have a good time, right? So that's welcome party. And then from there, you get their contact. You get um, continues to invest in them. Cultural exchange or conversational English is also another uh, net fishing, but in a smaller scale. This one we're looking at probably 20, 30 people uh, will show up uh, to practice English with the purpose they want to make friends and they want to practice English because English, learning another language is practice is very key. You know, um, when I first come here, my English was really bad. You can ask Taylor. Um, I don't get the jokes. I don't. I, I don't get the jokes. You try, okay, I will try to laugh, but I don't, I really don't get it. But, um, but practice in daily, um, in a safe environment and friendly environment is very key because most of the students feel shy. They rather just stay in their little bubble, study in their, in their room. But the real way like the, to practice English is just go out to talk with native, you know, English speaker. Um, so from there we have, we create those opportunities uh, three times a, a semester, right? Once a month for like three hours. I don't think it's too much to ask for the student to come. It's not like a huge commitment, but, and then from there you have another opportunity to minister to them and we're gonna have, you know, discuss uh, like a topical discussion. Um, from there, we want to bridge them from English focus to talk about something deeper, a spiritual focus. We want to create uh, in an environment to talk about spiritual things, but not too obviously, um, because um, it's not, what is it called? Um, bait and switch. It's not just bait and switch, you know. I thought we are English conversation events. Now we are at church, 
or something like that. But uh, let's say we talk about Easter. What do we talk about? We're going to talk about the story of Easter, uh, Thanksgiving, right? Um, those are things that that we kind of like using the platform to talk about. Hey, you know, this, what is the story about? What is American history? What is how this that looks like? And then from there, we want to talk about uh, a little spiritual things um, and draw their draw their um, you know attention and kind of like see who is interested because some people just straightly I don't want to talk about this but some people is like I want to know more about this then from there you get to have another personal touch and ask them hey do you want to talk more about this we can get coffee about it um, so from there there's another um, um, net fishing so from there you invite them to dinner at my house what do you do you have dinner at my house you invite them to your house you cook for them um some people you know a lot of international students they will just bring um their cultural cultural food um come to share but um there's magic happens in in the dinner table you know you look at each other eating um somehow your guard just just let go just smacking <laughs> um but uh sometimes you have a lot of good opportunity to talk about deeper things, spiritual things, emotional things. You know, a genuine um, conversation can happen during a dinner table, right? And then you show them hospitable, you try to clean your house, right? You want to make sure that your house is clean. Um, our first house was, wasn't too clean, we tried. Um, but anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to invite them to dinner and you want to cook for them, um, you know, because um, cooking, it takes time. And it takes, you know, as I, I love food and I love to cook. Uh, when I'm cooking, I, I feel like I'm thinking about the person. There's love and time into the food. And um, if you don't cook, just YouTube it. Follow a recipe, Tasty. Tasty uh, channel is really good. They have really simple um, recipe. So you can just follow a simple dish. They will be, they will feel loved. So, um, and also dinner table feels like a family, right? That's another level of deeper friendship. Um, and then friendship partner, um, we try to create um, a platform to, you know, foster a deeper friendship so we create friendship partners. So there will be volunteers, our volunteers, and also there's international students say, hey, I want, I want a friendship partner. Um, the commit, there's, you know, commitment is kind of like meeting once a week for like a coffee, for dinner. But really, you can do whatever you want to do with friends. You go to World Fun, you go to Roller Coaster, you go to a movie, whatever, whatever, whatever you think is you know, friendship is needed, but we're just creating a platform of, to foster. It's like, hey, this is available. Because um, sometimes um, international students are shy um, and I don't know you. <laughs> like, we go out for a movie, this is weird. But if the organization or the, or the club is able to, to foster that, hey, this is a safe environment, go out and get coffee or whatever. Um, so it encourage them to do that. And then the last one, we have, you know, other small gathering, 
uh, I remember those days that just every week at the, at the Bannister house, at the, my first house, every single weekend, we have something at our house for no reason. Of course, we know why. We just want to invite friends, invite Lawsoul to join the fellowship of the brothers and sisters uh, to show them, hey, this is, this is love. This is because the friendship that I, and the joy and the, the, the friendship between the church and the brother and sister is so odd for the lost. And it's so odd for international students. I never seen um, people love each other so good. It's like international students think it's like, I want a piece of this. I want to come back. And many times it's just a random movie night, a random, um, you know, hey, hey, you guys just want to hang? Let's come over and we'll play board game, whatever. Just come over. And then you have, you know, 10, 20 people show up with international students. And then they will have a good time. So many touches throughout the semester, um, a life circle, a life cycle of an international student, you're looking at between two weeks and uh, a semester, um, three to four years or seven years. Um, depends on how long they stay, how, what is their program is at. Um, two weeks, you're looking at um, just, a, just a trip. You know, from them, they have a program, they come here to exchange um, a semester. They take one semester in a foreign, uh, foreign country. Um, three years, three to four years, you're looking at a bachelor degree. They come in as a bachelor degree, or they come in for um, a master degree. That's in a, a year or two, right? Then uh, you're looking at three years, and then add up to two years. And then if they stay for OPT, which is like a practical job training, it, which means that it gives an international student the visa to work full time legally in the U.S. And most of the um, STEAM, STEAM is uh, science, uh, ST, technology, marathon engineer, um, they have three years. So you have that much time or that little time. So it depends. So you want to know who, who is this person. Then you know, okay, do I have, do I have this today to share the gospel to them? To them? Or do I have maybe a week or two? Can I just take a little bit more time, pray for this person and continue to invest? Um, and you don't have to shy away that you're Christian. Um, in the world, or at least before I come here, I thought American or the U.S. is the Christian country. That's what I think. You know, um, that's the, the world perspective of what they, what they think or what they the stereotype, oh, yeah, if, you, if you're from U.S., you, you must be a Christian. It's, co it's common. So for them, you don't have to shy away if you're a Christian or, hey, do you want to come to church this Sunday? Have you been to church before? Do you want to come with us? And then after that, we can go lunch and play Frisbee or something like that. Um, that's the cycle. Any questions so far? Do you guys do different events? So, like, you stay with Mark, or like, you do English? 
Um, it really depends on the capacity of your group um, because you don't want to push something just to push something where if you don't, if you have only two person, um, it might be even easier actually, if you're two person, you just do something, right? But um, official events we have, uh, let's say in the semester, there's five months. You know, the first you have, um, let's say this coming spring, we have um, the student orientation and then welcome party. That's the first months. But right after that, we have um, February, then we have a, a English club or cultural exchange. So once a month, and then they will be met twice a month because it's March. March, we have the Super Bowl. Is it Super Bowl? That's in February. So February, we have twice, right? American football, not soccer, <laughs> right? Um, you, can, you can bring them to the Super Bowl. Sorry, no, just watch it at home. It's too expensive. Um, just watch it at home. You know, for us, we have each, each Bible study, we host a, um, um, a watching party, have food, um, and we watch it together, explain to them what is going on. Um, and then the year, I remember the year that when, when Chiefs wins, everyone is jumping on out of the chairs, you know, cheering. So it was a really good time. So those are little things that, that you know, short semester, but official um, as for here, we have basically once a month. And then every Thursday, um, we have a Bible study. Uh, every Thursday, we have a Bible study. Um, so it's like kind of like every other week. So big group, big group is kind of like five Bible study combined together. So guys and girls will have a lot of food and um, praise song, and then we have preaching. And then small group discussion and small and then off week we have the small group, which is only guys and only girls. It's a smaller environment. Um, so that's quite a bit, you know, if you think about. But um it's not like a formula, but it's just what it works and what we see um the capacity is at and where's the need. Um, because if there's not a like a huge need or or it doesn't work with the student. You try to invite them. You try to create events. No one's no one comes. So you want to see where the student is at and what is the needs and how um, can minister them the best. So, but for us, it's once a month. Um, and then, you know, if you have more capacity, we have Saturday soccer, just playing. Right, every Saturday or every other Saturday, we just go play soccer. Um, mostly just, we just create reasons for, for them to come. We just want to make friends because the truth is study is hard. Um, studying college is hard, especially for, um, international student where the English is not the first language. That's like, you know, we have to study extra hard. Uh, we have to look up words that we don't understand. <laughs> Right, uh, we cannot just like uh, I can kind of understand what it means. So, um, yeah. Um, questions. Okay, so with that, um, we're gonna 
um, dive into Nehemiah chapter two um, is something that that um, um, what Andrew preached before, and also this has helped me a lot in terms of preparing, starting the new work in Vietnam. Um, so this can be applicable uh, for both starting a ministry here or at a, in, in all same time, you know, any ministry um, because Nehemiah is starting a new work that no one done it before, right? That he's starting a new work um, that, that he's the one, right? He's the one that God called him to do and he has the burden to do that. So with that, I feel like I won't, I need to pray it again. Uh, we have about 15 to 20 minutes, so let's get started. God, we thank you. Um, thank you for the example of Nehemiah that, that you have used him to, to, um, to starting the ministry of rebuilding the wall, rebuilding people's life. God, would you um, use this um, to teach us God, how can we um, see people as souls? and have a burden to cry out to you, God, would you use me to invest? Would you use me to be the part of uh, rebuilding people's life, seeing people come to Christ and be trained up, be um, um, grow up um, and to send out to do the same work. God, we thank you. Uh, would you speak through me um, um, to, commun to communicate clearly? God, we thank you. Uh, Priorities in Jesus' name. Amen. So yesterday, uh, from Nehemiah chapter 1, we talked about that, that Nehemiah saw the, you know, he heard the situation of his people in Jerusalem, right? The, the, ball, the, 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 the wall is broken down. And then people can just come in and out. And then people's life is suffering and just um, despised. And he was broken for it. And from there, he prayed. He prayed and he fast and he prayed and he gathered people to pray and he fast continuously and then comes to the point that that he just cannot hold up his countenance. He just so burdened and broken that the king sees like, hey, something is wrong. What's what's going on? What is what's going on? And then he prayed to God. God, what do you want? What should I say? But the truth is. Um, you know, um, he has been continuously communicating with God what is in his heart and what he wants to do. So from there, he shared uh, what he, his heart is, and then the king asked him, what do you want? What is your request? So that's a really big uh, question from the king, right? Because the king has authority to give you or don't give you whatever he wants, right? So from there, it's open check, it's open question. It's like, what, what is your request? Um, then today we're gonna look into in uh, what, how his Nehemiah, Nehemiah's prayer get answered in a big way. And to be honest with you, I don't think these answer that Nehemiah gave the king, it just pop up in his head. He had been praying about it. He's been asking God about it. He's been thinking about it. If this is going to happen, what does it take? What does it take for, the, for him to build a wall? So let's look at Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 5. 
is that and I, Nehemiah, said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to Judea, uh, Judah unto the city of my father's sepulcher, that I might build it. The king was, this, that he is asking the king will send him. Hey, can you, can you send me to go? The permission to leave and to build. In verse 6, the king said unto me, and the queen also said by him, For how long? How long shall thy uh, journey be? And when would thou return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. So he have known, like he have calculated how long. How long does it take to, for him to build a wall? In verse 7, Moreover, I said, I said unto the king, If it pleased the king, let letter letters be given to uh, given me to the governors beyond the river that they may convert me uh, convert me over till i come into judah so you know it's like a passport it's like a visa if i can get the letter from you so that i can pass through these places uh we're talking about over a thousand miles you know journey that that they have to go through these places He's asking a letter, a permission, so that he can pass. And also, he's asking for, uh, in verse 8, a letter unto Asaph, Asaph, uh, the keeper of the king's fortress, for us, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which, a, 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 I keep forgetting that word, appertain a um, to the house, and for the wall of the city, and for the house that I shall enter into, and the king grant me according to the good hand of my God unto me. So it's what he's asking. Hey, not just send me, not just give me the permission and the letter and the passport and the visa to go, but also can you give me the, the materials, pretty much the money, right? All the materials that is needed to build the wall and the house in, in uh, Jerusalem. Not just that. Then I came to, in verse 9, then I came to the, the governors uh, beyond the river and gave them the king's letter. Now the king has had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. So not just not just the permission to send, not just the permission to pass through all these places, not just the materials, but he's sending captains, bodyguards, so they make sure that he get things done and someone to help him. So key point number one is ask God. Ask, ask God for a ministry approach, a team favor and general plan. Ask him, ask him specifically for these things, right? Not just like, God, I want to do this. Just let me do this or, you know, but ask God, God, give me wisdom. What do I need to do? What does it take? Show me what does it take to have an uh, international city ministry or any ministry? How can I do this? Give me a vision. Give me a team, a favor and a plan. And then from there, you want to see how God answered those prayers uh, as, as we continue to, to um, 
um, starting the, the, the ministry. Um, it's a story for Andrew. Um, this is something that, that uh, how FOI has started. So for the vision, it was from Acts chapter 2, verse 41 to 47, that, that he see the people are in unity from all the places, from all the all different tongues, right? From all different regions, they come into together in unity in Christ with food, with same doctrine, with prayer, with fellowship. He see that this is how FOI ministry is going to look like. It's going to around souls from all different places. And then we'll come into, we're keeping the same doctrine and in prayer and also in, in, in fellowship, in food, breaking our bread, to get, bread together and also sharing commons, sharing commons goods together to fill each other's needs as a family. Um, God gave him that. And as it continues, God helped us to do that. So from there, as the international comes in, it's like, this is weird. Many times, not even family would do that. You know, sharing common goods. You know, if, if a brother's suffering, it's like, you know, a cousin or whatever look like. Uh, I have the goods, but I'd rather save it for my own family. But not in Christ's family. So from there, that, that God used that to start and continues the DNA, the vision for FOI to launch. Um, and then God, he, he asked God for a team. And then from there, God gave us a team and people continues uh, to come in to, lay, um, to help. Um, I came in in 2015. Um, that was, I feel like that was like the, the moment that, that when everything is exploding, just people coming in, uh, you know, everything is so passionate and on fire and it's just kind of like a rocket. It's just, you know, um, but it's from there that um, FOI ministry is multiplying, um, you know, kind of crazy, like kind of ex- expanded um, throughout the last seven years. And also um, favor. Um, so from there, there are seven Koreans got saved in a week. You know, that's just kind of like, if it's not from God, you know, I don't, I cannot explain it. Seven um, Korean got saved in within a week. Just like, boom, 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 seven within a week. So, uh, and it helped them uh, to start the, the, the Bible study uh, to see this is what God wants us to do. Um, and then a plan, you know, we talked about the, the circle of life. You know, how can we do these things well and how can we um, have, you know, have a plan for it? So, for example, some of the things that is, you know, doing well with the banner, some banner, um, and then some um, T-shirt. We had um, T-shirt before. We still have T-shirt. Um, it's just, um, yeah, it's T-shirt. Um, it was pretty nice. Um, we went through different uh, logo logos um i was um part of it to um we launched a new logo so uh, praise god for that and some you know nice brochure so it's not just a piece of white paper and typed out in words and no pictures it's like hey would you come it's like you look at it's like sure 
right? But um, something that, that people would like to come and communicate, hey, this is happening. This is happening. Um, so from there, as, you, as we are, um, as you know, any of us starting a ministry or things that start rolling, right? God is leading, there's victories, there's things that are just exciting. Um, there's also opposition is going to come. That's something that, that we need to kind of expect, um, you know, and also that's what happened to Nehemiah. Well, in verse 10, it says, um, when Sam Ballad, the um, Horonet, is that right? And Tobiah, the, the servant, uh, the Ammonite, heard of it. It grieved them exceedingly that there was, uh, there, there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. So what did they do? They're upset about it. It grieves them. Sabal means Emily's Emil, Emil, enemies, enemy in secret. Um, and also, if you continue in verse 19, uh, but when Sambalad, um, uh, yeah, by the servant of Amalites and Gashem, Gashem the Abrahamian, heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despise us. Say, what is this thing that you do? Will you rebel? against the king. So they laughed and despised. Um, and also in chapter four, verse one, it says, but it came to pass that San, when Sambal heard that we built it, built the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jew. So they were angry. So the story comes, comes down like this. Um, John chapter 15, verse 19 said, if ye were of the world, the world would love his, his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. So keep on here is expect the enemies in secrets to incrementally increase its volume as you gain territory or traction in ministry. So... You know, Mike talked about yesterday, there's opposition, there's sadness, there's things that people just say, why are you here? Why are you even here? Uh, for us in Vietnam, you know, think about it is, why you come plant a church? We have many churches already. Why don't you just join us? Why, you know, <clears throat> why are you starting a new work? Why are you come in to, to stir the pot from the brothers, right? Or even other people, you know, from the government, it's like, you're not supposed to be here. You know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, so that's, that's, that's enemies. But the truth is Satan is like a lion without teeth. He cannot even touch you without God's permission. So what we do, what, we, what can we do? What can we do? We can learn from Nehemiah in chapter 4, verse 4 and 6. He said, pray. He pray and keep building. Says, "Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their turn their reproach unto their own own head, and gave them for a prey, 
in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sins be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall and all the wall was joined together unto the half, uh, the half thereof for the people had a mind to work. So keep building, keep building, keep praying and ask God for help. Um, for the sake of time, I'm just going to give you the, the two key points that is coming in. Um, the third key point is leader must uh, understand the spiritual realities of ministry and hence before giving a charge um, to the people of God. So as a leader, you want to take the time to commune with God, to talk to God and and see what God wants to do before you just kind of like jump the guns. It's like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Um, at the same time, because sometimes I get very excited with things. But God said, hey, let's just let's just let this um, marinate a little bit. So you need to know the timing uh, before you charge to communicate with your people, with the team, um, what to do. Um, so that the communication is clear um, and the timing is right. Um, there's example that, that I can tell you, many example, um, that I jumped the guns. You know, things that I should not have communicated, but I communicated and then there's confusion because the timing wasn't right. Um, people don't say, huh? Oh, people don't see what's, what is going on because in, in uh, Nehemiah, he took the three days to just kind of like in the land. At the same time, after that, he took the people to look at the land, what is going on with the land. So it takes some time for the people for the uh, for the uh, team to see what's going on before we can give charge. Um, and the last charge is someone is out there waiting. It took um, Nehemiah or took Jerusalem um, ninety what is it ninety three years ninety three years for someone to step up to build a wall and they in need so. Look at your city, look at the, the university that is in. People are waiting for you to build that ministry so that they can be built up in Christ to have victory in Christ. So um, that's all I have. And um, any questions so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the question was uh, why, uh, uh, you know, other churches ask why you come to build another church? Why don't you jo uh, join us in the ministry uh, in Vietnam or, or any other um, um, specific for church planting? I would just say is um, simplicity with the way to say it is, 
it's sometimes it's hard to put a new wine in the old skin. Um, but you cannot say that in front of their face, right? It sometimes that can burn the bridges. You can burn the relationship. But um, um, as for Vietnam, for us, we have realized it's easier to start a new ministry than to um, teaching an old dog new tricks. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, they will stay. So I will say it's, it's up to individual cases, you know, for that. Um, and also for international ministry, you know, if you have, if you're in, on campus already, there's other, um, you know, Christian organization that is reaching out to international students. You know, um, I would say you can see how you can partner with them also. But at the same time, the goal of Friends of Internationals is is discipleship. Because at the end of the day, we're not just winning them to Christ, but we're also training them up as a disciples and continues to become leaders to take on the baton um, to train up others, right? So if the philosophy of discipleship is not 
there, then um, sometime partner can do harm. Uh, so it depends on cases to cases. Um, you know, for um, FOI in Florida, it works. It works for them. It's awesome. Um, but as we at Midtown, we have the resource, and there isn't other um, group like like FOI. So we said, okay, we'll start a new one. Um, and also, the the campus not necessarily like us. Um, when we first started. <clears throat> You know, we try to become a club, like, and then they have the the student leaders. They have to vote. Hey, do you do we want this group to come in? People just say, oh, these are just another religious group to comes in. We don't want them. These are just troublemakers or whatever, um, because they have bad taste before with other 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 club. <clears throat> but um, by the favor of God, there is one ladies that we have ministered before, they're able to stood up, stood up and say, these are the good people. These are real genuine friends. You want them to be on campus to be a blessing to the international students. She wasn't even saved, but she have tasted the goodness of God, like the real genuine friendship that we have poured in into their life. So, and from there, there is, um, we're able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hmm? Oh, repeat the questions. How do you um, love everyone equally and try not to make someone left out when there's a lot of numbers of people? Uh, I would say you can't um, because just think about, you know, that the many of people that we meet every every day not just international students. We can't um, like invest equally time or energy with them. But I would say you don't have to neglect them. You can get their phone number, right? Get their phone number, get their Facebook, like whoever that you meet, get them, can get their contact. And then here and there, you can, um, you know, let's say Christmas. It's like, hey, Merry Christmas, how are you doing? Um, not just to, to um, like try to be fake, but it's like, it's another touch because you don't know what God is doing in individuals, person's life. Um, and then from there, you wanna see who is interested in genuine friendship. From there, because relationship is a two-way thing. You cannot just like keep pouring, keep pouring, keep investing. But the person is like, I don't, I don't need you. I don't want you, I don't, I'm okay. And it's like, okay, you know, but you love them. Um, but some people, they're interested. Some people, they want friendship. 
um, the truth is they may not get saved at the end. You don't know. Four years went past. They're done with their school. They go back to their hometown. They go back to their home. And you, you never see them again. But the truth is you have invested the seed of the word of God into their life. Trust that, that God would use that to bring them to Christ. Because, um, you know, for, for UMKC, there's 500 students every, every semester. Um, the burden is high. The burden, like, there's lots of people. Um, what I can do is, I would suggest is, is to pray and get other people to pray with you. And from there, trust God to increase laborers. You know, from 10 to 500, we're able to do 50 to 500. Then that's 1 to 10, right? Is that 1 to 10? That's much easier. I, I'm only looking at 10 people, right? 10 friends, I can do that. But um, so increase, praise God for, for laborers, um, more people that comes in. That would then shrink. So within a month and a half, I know I have. And then if I'm starting to work over the next few months, we'll 
or at least we want to be at the same. And then, like Anthony said, the big of it's Super Bowl party, they don't want to have their long Christmas party or another one. During the summer, we're going to be having a cookout, uh, like a bonfire or a trip or something. So each semester, there's one big event. It's like a we always have a long party at the beginning, but there's another one every day. Let's just try it again with those who follow it. And if they don't come, or if it's just they're still not open, now you know there's COVID. This is another classic month or two because really the last month is going to be final for many reasons. It's like all of that. You have that last month where like, okay, we're in peace. And then if they stay faithful and consistent, we're willing to come back to study with them on Sunday or something. Uh, then you can keep going with them the next time. So now you have a period. But then the cycle continues or starts back over. So it's like every six months, it's really more like every four and a half because it's summer. You're just starting that cycle over and that's the goal. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess my question more was I don't know, and maybe this isn't like a problem that you've seen. I've seen it this way, but um, is like the next year though, is like the, the people that are you're already cycling for that year, then the next year are say that person from the first year, year one. Like three years down the line, they still need to be like. Obviously, you don't like want to run out of the discipleship process, you know. And say two years down the line, and then like, do you have trouble like get um, say there's only two people, you know, but you don't want to feel like they're still be in your life, you know. And it's like, how do you keep up with the new people who want to be disciples like that that third year or second? You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not the process of like. Problem there uh, for a long period of time, which a lot of us 
We've seen it a little bit, but it, it typically only lasts a few months. There's just not that many vacant, like a big transfer and we're this is one of the hardest lessons I have with my is that you cannot afford that together. Yeah. You, you're gonna have to just choose who you choose vacant. And the more they grow in responsibility, the less capacity you have and you just have to choose. It's the reason that our pastors are almost like like they're very about the big side of because they only have so much time. And as you grow, you just have to instinct it. Um, but thankfully, as we got diverted and traded faster, and we invited others to do the same, but we added laborers to the uh, but never given us more. And we never had faithful in one way. We had one of people that have faithful, and that's okay. It's awful, like it's not okay because we want everyone to stay, but we can't force it. And so we just pray. Um, and then your heart breaks. The worst part about that, why it's also the best, and that's that students come and they go, is what enabled us to send missionaries to every corner of the globe in a very short period of time. And what has your heart written out every one of us is the worst part of that, why it's the best. They're just a lot of ministry in some way, and it's all Um, and for FOI, I think for international student standpoint, by the time of second semester, you figure out who we are. If you're not interested, you won't come back. That's the that's the truth because um, we're not shy about the gospel. We're not shy about who we are. Um, by the time of in the second semester, you figure out who we are um, and what we do. It's not like we, you know, it's not like a salesman thing, but it's like we love you. We want to be your friends, and we love you. That's why we share the gospel to you. Um, so, by the second semester, if you have not figured out the first semester. You figure out the first second semester. So by then, if you're really not interested, then many people just ghost out. That's just a sad thing, you know. You just text them, and they never text you back. Um, mm -hmm. Service on another, they got another two days, max. 
assuming that as all the things come from inside that recover cohort, which won't really scan the main device. So really it's like one day. Okay, well I'm spending that one day on this work over the next year. Yeah. All possible level. Excellent on Facebook, provide that other stuff, and it's less similar software, but they're not really doing that very well. Or we have the artists who made an issue or how we're going to do this there again. No, okay, so our great thing about it. Yeah. On a very small level, but not scale. Yes. Hope Okay, um, tomorrow we're gonna to talk about specific how to evangelize, um, how to share gospel to event, um, to international students. Because, you know, in, in the US, most of, I would say a lot of people has already heard the gospel or heard about Jesus Christ, the story of Christmas or whatever, but not necessary for international students. So approach can be different. And uh, we're gonna learn from John 4 tomorrow. Um, yeah, let's pray. God, we thank you. Thank you for today. Pray that would you help us to uh, have mission-minded and uh, to focus on what you call us to do. God, we thank you. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope this message was a blessing to you. If you're interested in learning more about the Living Faith Fellowship, visit lffellowship.com. God bless.